We're going to start the press conference with just Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc. Lewis Hamilton will join us shortly. So, Sebastian, what a difference 24 hours makes. Complete euphoria of yesterday and the frustration of today. Can you just talk us through the incident at turn three and four? What caused you to run wide on entry? And is there anything you could have done differently when you were rejoining the track? Well, I lost the rear of the car, so obviously it wasn't voluntarily going sailing across the track, not knowing you know, how and which fashion and so on I will be rejoining. So I think it was pretty clear I was on the limit. I was pushing very hard through it throughout the entire race. And uh, yeah, uh, obviously I was going through the grass I think it's quite commonly known that the grass isn't very grippy, so uh, you agree. Um, and then I was uh, coming back on track and just trying to, you know, uh, make sure I, I have the car under control. Uh, once I sort of regained control and made sure that it was it was sort of all right, I looked in the mirrors and I saw Lewis right behind me. Um, yeah, so you know I. Yes, you said that yesterday we had uh, the euphoria or, or uh, enthusiasm of a great day. I feel in a way the same today. I think uh, you know we had a, a great race. The team did fantastic, and uh, yeah, obviously I'm not happy with the decisions the Stewart took. Stewards took. Um, I think uh, you can understand. Um, so it feels a bit weird to sit here not having won the race, even though you crossed the line first. And as I said, I don't think I don't feel I have done anything wrong. I don't think I have done. I could have done anything different. I don't know actually what the problem was, so uh, yeah. Um, so not much more to to say, I think, from my point of view. I think uh, that all the people out there they probably agree with me. Were you aware of where Lewis was as you were rejoining? No. How? You know, I mean, I've got two hands, and I had them on the steering wheel trying to keep the car under my control. So I don't know, you know, I think we are pretty good in multitasking, driving these cars, but uh, if it is required to drive, you know, to, to or catch the car once you come back from uh, the grass or off the track, um, maybe one-handed, use the other hand to, I don't know, pull off a tear off uh, and hit the radio button to talk to the team at the same time, then I don't qualify. I can't do that. Um, I had, as I said, my hands full, um, trying to just manage to, to keep the car somewhere in my control. Um, obviously, I knew that Lewis was behind somewhere because he was like a second behind. But when I looked in the mirror, um, he was right there, so I was, uh, you know, obviously then racing him to down to to uh, turn six. And the race pace of your car, what positives can you take away? Yeah, I think overall it's been a positive weekend, and I think a, a very positive result. Obviously, we're both sitting up here. Uh, as I said, on my side, it feels maybe a bit weird, but I think uh, the pace was 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 good. I think it was clear to see that Mercedes probably was faster throughout the race, but uh, yeah, we managed to fight them off. Thank you, Sebastian. Charles, coming to you, you seem much happier with the car today than during qualifying yesterday? Yeah, I was quite a lot happier today. I think race pace was quite strong, uh, so on that I was very happy. The start was quite tricky with uh, with Lewis, but I decided not to take any risks. Um, 
So then, yeah, it was quite a boring race from then on, uh, trying to manage the tyres in the first eight, nine laps. And then when I started to push, I could feel that uh, we were we were quite good. Um, and on the second stint, again, the car felt great. Uh, we were very quick. I could feel I was catching a little bit in front. Uh, the team asked me to, to pit to do the, the fastest lap, which I asked to continue because I could see the gap was uh, closing. Uh, I knew it would be... Um, quite difficult to catch them, but if there was an opportunity, I wanted to be there. So uh, I didn't give up. At the end, it uh, didn't pay off. Uh, we do third. It's a good result uh, home, but uh, but the team deserved definitely more after such a, a great weekend. Also, Seb disappointed for, for the team and Seb. I think uh, the first position was in our hands and it's a, it's a shame it slipped away the way it did. So uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have other good races in, in the future. Thank you, Charles. Let's open this to the floor. Please remember to give your name and publication. First question. Christian Sorry, Seb, to jump in that again over here. Um, could you just talk us through when you realized you lost it? Did you think about, what, was it only that you wanted to catch the car or did you also think about how to get back the fastest possible way and did you lift or did you stay in the throttle? Could Look, you? I think it was clear what happened, you know, I mean, what, what's the point of going through split seconds for an hour now, you know, so <laughs> with all, all the respect, but it's, you know, nothing to add from what I said, you go, you know, you lose the car, I don't do that voluntarily because the outcome is unpredictable. So once I managed to catch the car, obviously I realized that I couldn't stay on track, could the keep, couldn't keep the car on track, slowed down, had to slow down, go over the grass really cautiously, lost a lot of time, managed to get back on track with dirty tires. And once I regained sort of control, being somewhere in, you know, on, the, on the track, I checked my mirrors and Lewis was right behind me just to see you know, where he is, not to, I don't know, be in his way or whatever. So that's what happened, you know, I think. I'm not the first guy uh, in the world in, in the world of racing that you know had a mistake on corner entry and had to, you know, uh, catch the car going through the grass, gravel, or whatever. So, thank you. Next one. Nicolangelo Choppi, La Voce, Euro Canada, USA. Uh, what you have to say about the race today? You you do everything you can do to win the race. After the, you have five five second penalty, what do you think personally for the Italian community here? You support Ferrari for uh, all all these years, and uh, what you have to say personally and for uh, Charles Leclerc, what is the difference between racing with Alfa Romeo last year and this year with with the Ferrari here in Montreal? Thank you. Well, I think we have. Tremendous um, support here. It's crazy, you know. In the morning, um, I commute by bike, so <laughs> I see the people when they, you know, queue to to get onto the island, and uh, it's crazy. Uh, the atmosphere is fantastic. There's so many support for Ferrari. Um, obviously, a great commute Ferrari uh, fan base and a great, uh, but I think a great atmosphere in general. You know, during the race, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, it was very intense when you have Lewis behind you pushing you so hard, but. Uh, I really enjoyed it, you know, halfway through the race, I was thinking, this is a good day, I really, you know, this is why I'm doing this. 
Um, so I really enjoyed, you know, looking up at the grandstands and the hairpin. You have a bit of time when you wait for the car to turn, and uh, the people were going wild. And I really, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So um, still, you know, it's it's very special. I think it's a uh, you know a special position for us to be in uh, drivers' parade, having the cheer from the people um, sitting on the grid, uh, people shouting, and obviously, uh, yeah, I think I share. <laughs> the people's opinion after the race as well so uh, it just feels a bit funny but um, certainly very grateful for the support we get and Charles yeah on my side it's just different of course uh, you approach the race weekend a little bit differently because obviously now I have the car to fight for four wins and four podiums which last year the approach was a bit different uh, podiums and and wins were not on the cards but more points um, and the support, as Seb mentioned, is just amazing and uh, a lot more than what I would have expected and a lot more than last year. Um, since the beginning of the season, really, every race as we come, there's a lot of support and, and this has changed a lot from, from last year. So it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Thank you, Charles. Next one. Um, Phil Duncan, PA. Um, Sebastian, will you be... Um, appealing the decision, or will Ferrari be appealing the decision? And um, no. do you feel any sympathy towards Lewis being booed, given that he didn't really do anything wrong? Yeah, I said that you know nothing to do, nothing to do with Lewis. I obviously understand that the people weren't happy as, as you know, I wasn't happy myself with these sort of decisions. But um, nothing to do with Lewis, and I don't, you know, I, it's just not nice, you know, when people boo boo you. So that's why I jumped in. I'm sorry that I interrupted his answer, but I jumped in and said that you know don't boo at him because he's done nothing wrong. If anything, he drove a great race, put me under a lot of pressure, and uh, um, you know I really really enjoyed that. So um, yeah, I think we share great respect amongst each other. So nothing to do with uh, with him. Thank you, Sebastian. Just quick question for Lewis. We're talking about. Uh, congratulations, by the way, win number 78, your fifth of the season. We're talking about the incident. Um, can you just tell us what you had to do to avoid Sebastian as he came back on the track? Uh, well, to me, it's, it's a bit of a kind of an empty feeling today, which is kind of crazy because we're in this beautiful country. It's been a, ultimately, I think, a really great race between two different teams and uh, and it, you know, ends with a kind of a bit of a negative. But uh, from where, where I remember, I mean, I came through the corner. I, I was just quicker at that point, and I was really just trying to apply a pressure to Seb. Um, one, to try and get close enough, but two, to or push him into an error. And it's not too often that you're able to push a four-time world champion into making it an error. And um, But it came, and at the time I was like, okay, great. So I... <coughs> This is my opportunity here. So I continued the corner as normal, came round and uh, was on the line and uh, was, uh, it just the, the gap just closed. And so it looked like we were gonna crash. So I just had to brake um, and come off the gas to avoid collision. Um, fortunately, fortunately we did avoid it. And, uh, but obviously that was kind of the one kind of window. And after that kind of the gap opened up as I did brake um, to, to avoid it then and then even when I heard that there was a penalty, I just kept pushing because I was like, maybe you can still have that race. It's such a hard track to, to, uh, to follow. The temperatures are so high. It's the heaviest duty track for the car. It's, it's very, very physical for the car and also for, for the driver. So 
and so easy to make mistakes. So I was just really trying to get as close as I could. But the Ferraris ultimately this weekend was so strong. They were so quick on the straights. and They definitely have another power mode that we currently don't have. So all of a sudden they turn up the power and he's, he pulls away massively on the straight, even if I have the RS open. So, um, but I really, just trying to focus on the positive in the sense that my, my team worked so hard this morning to get the, I nearly didn't start the race because we had an engine problem. So the guys have really had their work cut out this weekend because I crashed the car on Friday, which is rare for me. And then had a good Saturday and then this morning had that problem. To take the engine apart and rebuild it was very, very, very easy to make mistakes. And so I just wanted to deliver them a really the best race I could possibly deliver. And uh, I, I didn't feel I did anything wrong today. I just gave it my all. So there's nothing more I could really ask. Thank you, Lewis. So back to question from the floor. Next one, please. Thank you, Maxim Sarazin from 98.5 FM. A question for Lewis. Uh, with all what happened, uh, we understood that it was your seventh win in Montreal, so uh, you equalized uh, the, the record of Michael Schumacher, uh, Michael Schumacher here. So what are your thoughts about that, uh, having uh, equalized uh, uh, the, the record from him? Uh, I haven't already thought about it, if I'm really honest. And it's, uh, as I was saying earlier, it does kind of feel like a deflated kind of win, naturally. Uh, hopefully by 2021, they redesign the rules better. Um, that w enables us to race better than we can currently today. Um, but uh, this has always been a great hunting ground for me. It's been a place that I really, really have loved and always felt like I've been really accepted and um, supported here. There's a lot of Ferrari fans in, uh, in um, Canada, but uh, nonetheless, I still appreciate them. And um, we get such a great crowd here, you know? It's just, it, it's up, it's in the top three of the best races of the year. Arguably for me, obviously, the British Grand Prix is great for me because I've got my home crowd, which is even bigger than, than this place because it's a bigger space. <coughs> But uh, when the weather's great, this like today, it's just the, one of the most beautiful weekends of the year. So often have family come out here, and I won my first Grand Prix here. Lots of poles, and just being a place that I thoroughly love driving. So that's never going to change. Um, as I said today, felt a little bit odd being booed, but it's not like the first time I've not been I've been booed. So I'm used to it, and I forgive. Thank you. Next one, please. Question to Sebastian. Do you plan to go to talk with the steward afterwards? And Lewis, can you summarize what, were you, what was your feeling in Spa in 2008 when it happened the same for you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's the procedure now. You know, I was just thinking that um, I, I really love my racing. You know, I'm a purist. I love uh, going back and looking at the old times, the old cars, the old drivers, and you know it's an honor when you have the chance to meet them and talk to them. They're heroes in a way. So I really love that, but um, I just wish I, you know, was uh, as maybe as good as I am doing what I do. But you know, being in their time rather than today, I think um, it's not about you know just that decision today. There's other decisions and. You know, just hear the wording when people come on the radio or, you know, that we have now, we sort of have an official language. I think it's all 
wrong. I think we should, should be able to say what we think, um, but we're not. So in this terms, in this regard, I disagree with where the sport is now. Um, you know, you have all this wording that, uh, yeah, I gained an advantage, I didn't gain an advantage, I avoided a collision, uh, all this. I just think it's wrong, you know, it's not really what we're doing in the car. I mean, it's, it's racing, it's common sense. If there's a hazard on track, obviously you slow down because you don't, it's quite unnatural to keep it, you know, the pedal at the floor and run into the car and then say, oh, you know, uh, it's, it's wrong that the car was there. So um, I think Lewis, obviously, as I said, I rejoined the track and then Lewis obviously had to react. I don't know how close it was or how close he was. Once I looked in the mirror, as I said, he was sort of there. But um, for me, that's racing. And I think a lot of the uh, people that I just mentioned earlier, the old, old Formula One drivers and people on the grandstands and so on would agree that this is just part of racing. But nowadays, you know, it's, it's just, I don't like it. You know, we all sound a bit like lawyers and using the official language. And I think it just gives no edge to people and no edge to the sport. And uh, ultimately, it's not the sport that I fell in love with and what I was when I was watching. So um, obviously, it hurts me today because it impacts on my race result. But I think this is more of a bigger criteria. You know, tomorrow I wake up, I won't be um, disappointed. I think uh, Lewis and myself, we, we share great respect. And uh, I think we, we've achieved so much in the sport. I think we're both very, very blessed to be in that position. So one win up, one win down. I don't think it's a, a game changer if you've been around for such a long time. But as I said, it's just, yeah, I'm not, uh, not happy about all this uh, complaining and stuff that, that we see so many times. And Lewis, your memories of Spa 2008? Well, first, I, I second what Seb said in the sense of uh, the respect that we've always had between, uh, between us. It's, uh, we've had a lot of years racing together, and there's probably no one that I enjoy racing with on the track more than, uh, than, than he. So um, I always <coughs> relish opportunities to battle like we, we've had today uh, and the previous years, and they're really, really memories that I, I will always uh, cherish. And I hope there's many more, so stick around. hope it sticks around a lot longer. Uh, uh, I, I don't think you can relate it necessarily to 2008, because 2008, uh, I made a kind of an error. Obviously, I overtook someone off track and then had to let them pass and then overtook them again. But back then, my team asked Charlie, who was the steward, clearly, and uh, whether the, the overtake was, um, was okay. And Charlie came back and said, that's totally fine. So, but if he had come back and told us that at the time that it wasn't, wasn't okay, I would have let him back past and overtook him again. Um, but the rest of that race was crazy, you know. I went off, he overtook me, and then he spun and I overtook him again, and then he crashed, and then I won the race, so, and I still got penalized at the end. So it was a lot different, but I do understand what it's like to, to naturally lose a race and um, it's, it's, it's definitely not the way uh, it's not the way you want to win a race and not the way you want to uh, to lose a race also especially when you've generally driven so well thank you next one please uh, Mike Dudson um, uh, it's an apology because it's more about the same incident. Uh, but, you know, none of us have driven cars with a 1,000 horsepower at the speeds that you do. Uh, 
<laughs> exactly. Well, that's the point I was going to make, which was obviously you didn't have many options and you didn't have much time to make them. If you had lifted off, would it have been dangerous? Would the car have spun because the grass was so slippery? What, mean, what would have been the reaction I, of the car? I lifted off, of course. I lost time. You know, I mean, I don't think it was faster that way. <laughs> so that's, I think you agree. So, um, yeah, as I said, I was busy enough to, you know, keep it somewhere under control. So, of course, once I lost the rear, already I lost the corner. Then I lift off and I, you know, just sort of stayed somehow in control over the grass and then coming back. So I wasn't flooring it. If I would have done that, I would have crashed. So, so the priority at that point is just to survive. You know, it's not looking around or going on power or being fast or whatever is, you know. Thank you. Next one, please. Thank you. Uh, Pino Azaro, Corriere Italiano, Montreal. Uh, Seb, uh, take us back to your state of mind uh, as soon as you got out of the car. We saw you on um, on uh, a monitor, f f followed you right into the Ferrari uh, hospitality. What are you going through? Uh, uh, we're all asking questions. Uh, are you going to the uh, race control? Uh, can you please uh, take us back to that particular moment? And I have a question for um, also, Charles. By the way, I stopped at the end. I thought your car broke down. Stopped to pick you up. Ah, yeah, I saw. I thought you yeah, maybe. I okay, yeah, like no worries. Looking. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I wasn't looking. Um, well, I parked the car in Park for me, different Park for me, the one that uh, is not for the top three, and then uh, went uh, to get weighed. And you know, at that point, didn't really want to join anything that was obviously happening after that. But you know, I I, I wasn't very heated up. Obviously, angry and disappointed, but I think everybody understands why. Um, but then I think it's a matter of respect to, to show to Lewis and, and Charles, um, and also the representative for Mercedes on the podium, um, to be you know part of the podium. And um, certainly, it's not the place where I wanted to be because at that point you just want to get out. But um, yeah, um, also sitting here is not of my free will, but I have to be here. So. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and a question for uh, question for Charles. Uh, uh, you came almost almost uh, within five seconds of uh, of uh, Seb. Did you lift off uh, the last uh, lap or two uh, to make sure that Seb at least uh, would finish second? I was not aware at all. So uh, no, I I pushed, but I didn't know I didn't know what was going on in the front. I didn't know Seb had a penalty. So no, I was just pushing in case something happened in front to be there if I had an opportunity, but, uh, but I was not aware about the five seconds penalty. So uh, no, I only did my own race. Thank you, next one. Uh, Michael Schmidt, Automotorsport. Louis, being the racer as you are, if you were sitting in the stewards room, would you investigate such a incident or would you give a penalty then finally? Well, the good thing is I'm not in the stewards room, so I'm not gonna <laughs> answer a hypothetical question like that. Thank you. Next one. Rebecca Clancy, The Times for Sebastian. You talked about wanting to race in the old days, and obviously you've been around for a while, so it's not race by race. But do races like today, decisions like to say today, make you question your future in the sport? 
I don't know. I just feel that you know nowadays we look at so many things that maybe we you know we didn't look at at the, at the past because nobody was really making a fuss. Now, obviously, it's worth making a fuss for everything because you have these sort of decisions. And I, you know, I sympathize in a way also with the stewards. I've said many times when when I've been in there that you know they have they're sitting in front of a piece of paper and. You know they're watching the race, and they, you know, they also came back to me and say we agree, but look, we have to do these kind of things. So I think just the way we are doing it, these things now is just wrong. But it's a bit our times. We have regulations for everything. You know, we need high vis jackets when I don't know. <laughs> it's clear there's a hazard, there's a hole, and you know, walking walking down a pedestrian's walk, and there's a hole in the street because they're doing construction work, and you know, there needs to be a guy that guides you to the other side of the of the road. Otherwise, it's the construction company's fault that you fell into the hole and broke a leg. But I think you're just an idiot if you walk in that hole and break your leg. But that's a little bit how maybe my theory and the nowadays, nowadays um, approach are drifting apart. So. Thank you, sir. Next one. Abhishek from IndianF1.com website. A uh, question for Sebastian. So uh, when the stewards came with the official verdict, there were like still 15 laps to go, and I think you were like two seconds ahead So of Lewis. So did you think like there was possibly some chance or something else to do, probably to get three more seconds of advantage, probably yeah, beat that? Yeah. I mean, I at some point I was three seconds in front, but I was pretty sure that he's controlling the pace, obviously. Uh, once that happened, he, you know, it, it felt like he, he reduced pressure because there wasn't a point. Then at some point, it felt like maybe he doubted the decision and was putting pressure back on. But also, it's uh, huh? It wasn't like I wasn't backing off because of that because you got okay. So you just got started going really quick, and I was like, shoot, he's going to pull five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, um, I was struggling with the tires, and all of a sudden he picked up pace, and then I, I was like, I got to do everything to try and keep up. Yeah, so I was trying to, you know, get this five seconds, but, uh, you know, I had some sequence of good laps. Maybe that's, you know, in hand with when Lewis was struggling. Um, but then I was struggling more towards the end. Or plus, we had to save fuel also um, to, to make it. So, uh, yeah, not the easiest race to manage, but uh, I think we managed to stay ahead, which makes me very happy and proud. And I think, uh, you know, the credit really goes to the team. Hard work and this track looked a bit more competitive for us. So. Now we're looking, despite of what happened today, we're looking forward to try and improve our car because there's still work to do. I think Mercedes and Lewis was, were a bit faster in the race, so still catching up. But uh, I think it was a good race overall for us. Thank you. Next one. Andres Susano with the Hungarian media. Uh, to Louis, uh, congratulations first. And um, your uh, history on the winning circle is started here 2007. Would you take a moment to look at back, uh, compare the 2007 Lewis Hamilton, the person you are today? Uh, what was the most um, appreciated thing, the value, uh, which uh, the Formula One taught you as a driver, as a person, which you, which you appreciated the most? in the last 12 years? Thank you. Uh, that's a good question. I think, well, naturally, I was 22 years old, um, pretty much a kid still, 
and it, for me personally, I, I feel like I kind of matured a lot later. Um, and I was thrown in the deep end of this incredible circus and sport. And uh, one thing I was prepared for is the race, but I wasn't prepared prepared for the whole circle that uh, or circus that comes along with it. And um, I don't know if the sports, I don't know what I could say the sports taught me. Um, but naturally, through all these different experiences, I've learned a lot about who who I am, how to adopt, uh, adapt to the different situations that surround me. I've done everything through trial and error. I've made a lot of mistakes over these years. Many of you here have been with me through that journey and definitely seen those mistakes, the good and the bad. So there's not really much that the media or you guys don't know about me in terms of my character. I'm not perfect, but I've grown a huge amount with the sport, and um, this sport's given my life meaning, you know, so I'm forever grateful to it. And um, naturally today, I'm, I'm 34 years old, I'm a grown man, and uh, still love driving, still driving with the same heart that I did, I think, when I was 18, oh, sorry, 22, but um, just more, much more level head. Uh, on my shoulders, a much wiser head on my shoulders, which has enabled me to to drive with the, with the style and with the skill that I had before, but just finesse it um, a lot better. So, um, but also just, we get to travel the world, you get to see different cultures and all these different beautiful countries and people. And um, I think what I've really, really learned is really just to enjoy, firstly, not to take notice of what people think of you because everyone's gonna have an opinion. And then just as long as you like yourself and you know you've got great people around you who do love you, like your family most importantly, then all you gotta do is just enjoy what you do and do the best you can. Because our days are limited, as I always say. So I try to make sure I, like I can go to bed tonight knowing I gave everything this weekend and um, I'll come back stronger the next race and hope not to make mistakes on the Friday, for example. But uh, yeah. Thank you. Any more?